Holden, you know what they say. You you really got to review episodes of a TV show in pairs. So that's really the best way to do it. So Holden, I think uh, we should review episodes three and four of Hawkeye at the same time. And let's hold off this week, even though we're both eager to talk about it. We both have definitely seen it. One of us who is currently speaking definitely did not forget to watch it. We are doing this because it is going to be better for the audience, better for everyone involved. Yeah, we're doing this despite the fact that I am very eager to talk about the new episode because I think it is a, uh, a, a vast improvement over the last two. Uh, but I will 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 hold off. Is uh, Hawkeye back on target for you, Holden? I uh, yeah, I think so. I I I don't. I mean, I'm not. I, this still isn't like my favorite Marvel series, but it's it's course correcting a little bit. There you go. You, it's the bullseye. Yep. You know where Hawkeye, <laughs> Hawkeye shops at Target. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Yeah, I totally just forgot to watch it. Um... <laughs> Hawkeye, yep. <laughs> uh, I like how last week I said, well, for sure we're doing Hawkeye episode three. You can count on that for sure. Yeah, that was and like that's... the 100% thing you knew. Uh, the movie we weren't sure about. <laughs> so, yes, here we are. Going to review Power of the Dog. Not to yeah. steal your line, but that's what yeah. we're doing. I'll, I'll say it anyway. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week, not featuring our review of Hawkeye Episode 3, but we will be doing a review of The Power of the Dog, now streaming on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. You have Netflix. Come on. You listen yeah, to this podcast, you got it. You could steal Holden's account. Yeah, you could. It's probably out there somewhere. I mean, I don't think it, my parents would like that since I steal theirs, but... Holden's password is Holden is cool. He wears cool hats. Twenty twenty one! Exclamation point. That one movie podcast. Tom, first Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Yes, Holden, we got some good trailers. Can't wait to talk about them. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. What Holden, Tom is this week, Jimmy? Oh, what Tom is this week? Tom. Tom. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. <laughs> uh, thank you for all the action movies that are just relentless they just continue to that happen i've never seen and also the the novels i've never read and the video games that you inspire oh, yeah. <laughs> that i never play <laughs> uh, yeah so i'm gonna go bergeron tom clancy yeah bergeron same here stay right. tuned next week for thomas the train oh yeah that's a good one we haven't done that one yet 
Okay. Uh, but the first trailer we have was like the biggest surprise. Was not expecting this at all. I just kind of forgot about it. But the uh, new Spider-Verse movie, Across the Spider-Verse is what it's called. Part um, one. Part one, which that was even a bigger surprise. So uh, this is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is the best Spider-Man movie. I'm just going to say it. Best okay. Spider-Man movie. Um, but it is a it's a fantastic animated movie from a couple years ago we both like it a lot yes and so we're very excited for this yeah i I, uh think it looks good i mean the animation's there i mean they really had the perfect formula for the first one so can they can they you know uh, capture lightning in a bottle for a second time and a third time because they're committing to a two-part story so yeah. we'll see how we'll see how standalone this next one is is it gonna feel like dune where we're like well we're just waiting for the second half now well there was or, a, yeah there was an uh interview i read but one of the direct or one of the writers and he said that uh, like they had originally just planned on this being its own movie but as they were writing it they're like this needs to be two movies there's just a lot going on we need to make this two so Hopefully give it, it justifies this, that. Yeah, give it to the space to breathe. I like movies that are spread out rather than cramped into one and trying to do too much with too little time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the animation still looks fantastic. I'm really, I like what this trailer seems to be hinting at, that like every universe, it'll just be animated completely differently, which is already, I mean, it's kind of shown in the first movie with uh, all the different Spider-Men coming and they're all, they all look different. You got Spider-Man noir, black and white, and obviously Spider-Ham's like a Looney Tunes character, but I want to see that like even more fleshed out. Yeah, we got Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. right, in this one. Knew that from my PS4 Spider-Man knowledge. With the Oscar suits. Isaac. It's played by Oscar Isaac. All yeah, right. well, because he's in the post credit scene of the first movie. Oh, sure. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Clearly. Just, it was just it, that wasn't, I don't think that was even like a sequel setup. It was just like a joke. But yeah, he was voiced by Oscar Isaac in that, and he's confirmed to be back in this one, so... Yeah, and then uh, he's grounded. So, Miles Morales, what did he do? How did he get grounded? He's going to sneak out with Spider-Gwen. Oh, wasn't, wasn't he? I think he got grounded at the end of the first movie. Yes, as I remembered again, <laughs> just testing your knowledge. <laughs> Definitely have seen the movie since it came out in theaters. I've watched a little bit of it, but I have not seen the whole thing since then. Yeah, so. you should really rewatch it. I watched it with a- you on your on your big fancy TV. Oh, it would look so good. Um, I've been having a hankering to rewatch Spider-Man 2 because I have not seen that movie in so long. Especially, I need to watch it before uh, Far, uh, not Far From Home, No Way Home comes out. Yeah, so. I just saw that, I think, less than a year ago. But I, I still think that's very good. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. Hold on, I'm going to give it a Brokaw. Yeah, Brokaw for me, too. Oh, and uh, part two, so the first part's coming out next year. Part two is coming out in 2023, so two consecutive years. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> That's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Just Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, next trailer we can talk about is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the uh, the Halloween 2018 of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. So it is a sequel that only 
uh, follows the original movie from 1974. It's going to be releasing on Netflix in February. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it, old. In terms of quality, <laughs> I will believe it when I see. It. I everybody loves the first one. I yeah. think it's very cheesy and not well. The ending is quite disturbing. I'll give you that. Like the last thirty minutes are great. I mm-hmm. think everything before that is pretty cheesy and dumb. Um, so we'll see. I guess. Uh, I I hope Grandpa is still in it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Trying to hold the little hammer. Or whatever. <laughs> There's st- <laughs> that's that's the part I'm hoping for. Uh, I for the girl survives right the first yeah, one girl Spoiler. survives is she back is she back at all i think no. she is she's not in the trailer and i, th- I think she's being played by someone else okay but. and uh is it the same guy who's playing leatherface or a different i don't person? know because i think the guy who the original guy who played him died so i think it's a new guy but probably i probably in that case i would yeah. say 90 <laughs> percent <laughs> um but the what I don't understand, I think I mentioned this last time we talked about this movie coming out, but like this is literally taking place 50 years after the previous movie. And so even if Leatherface was like 20 in that, he's now a 70 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just, just run. Yeah, just, just run. run. He's, he probably can't catch you. <laughs> you know, instead of hiding in the watch the crawl space, just run, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, We'll see. I I'm gonna go merge around here. I'm I'm highly skeptical. Yeah, no, I am too. Even though I love that first movie, I mean, this series doesn't have a very good track record, so I'll go Bergeron. Emily, my fiance, has technically watched it, even though she had her face like dug into my shoulder most of the movie <laughs> after like the first jump scare. So nice. She at least listened to it. So oh, okay, yeah. So she heard all the screaming. Yeah, <laughs> just chainsaw to the stomach. <laughs> and he chainsaws his own leg. Uh, good bit. Good bit. Good uh, bit. Final trailer holding is Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker, the uh, new HBO Max series that's a spinoff of the Suicide Squad, uh, following uh, John Cena's character from that movie. Um. Yeah, and then the series, as as we've said before, it's all written by James Gunn, and I think he directed most of the episodes, too. So he's heavily involved with this. Um, what do you think of the trailer, Jimmy? I think it looks like a good time. I think it's uh, one we're going to watch and, mm-hmm. and keep up with. Did you say it was going to release weekly, Holden? Did you look that up? Or? I didn't see for sure. Um, okay. I, but my guess is, yeah, we were kind of having that discussion before the podcast started. But HBO tends to have their, even on HBO Max, tends to have their series come out weekly. So it's probably what will happen. Hopefully. Cause that then, means uh, we're probably going to get some overlap with boba fett (laughs) yeah well then there we go and then we'll have that week morbius comes out oh we'll really have it stacked (laughs) (laughs) um yikes well at least we'll have two good things to talk about that week and Mm -hmm. morbius um yeah i think it looks like a good time james gunn like you said heavily involved he really doesn't need to make a miniseries unless he wants to go out and do it yeah. So he just wanted to do it. <laughs> so uh, he must John have just C- really liked John Cena, which I did. I mean, I liked him in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and John Cena seems to love the role. I mean, he just 
seemed like he couldn't get enough of it um mm-hmm. you know with all the press tours and stuff and so i i'm gonna give it a broca yeah broca it was actually uh i thought it was pretty funny too this trailer it had some good jokes in it yeah i just think it'll be a good time yeah excited um and then uh as far i have one release date thing and that's just that guillermo del toro's uh, long gestating pinocchio stop motion movie is releasing late 2022 um it's stop motion releasing on netflix he's directing it and writing it so it's not like he's just producer or anything but it's his reimagining of pinocchio he's going the old tim burton route huh yeah i didn't realize it was going to be stop motion yeah yeah and i think I know. I can't remember who all's in the cast. I know Ewan McGregor is, but I don't know if he's like the main character or not. I ho- I hope it's stop motion, but it's still just the actors. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ewan McGregor's out there, and then Guillermo del Toro comes up and he just moves his mouth like just slightly, just. Whoop. <laughs> that seems like have... something del Toro would do, just to be like we- like very weird and borderline disturbing looking, and then dub over it later. Yeah, get some ADR. <laughs> that That's a. Was... Uh, I, I think he confirmed this in like an interview about obviously Nightmare <coughs> Alley coming out and I hadn't realized how long it had been since he released a movie and he's like yeah so it's been like five or six years since Shape of Water and now I have two movies coming out and is it been five no wasn't that 2017 that Shape of Water came out I don't know I mean, I mean maybe he's speaking from when he made it okay that makes I don't sense know. Okay, Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I uh, Guillermo del Toro, people love him. I like his movies, but it's just not quite my thing, personally. Yeah. I lo- I, I've liked all of his movies I've seen. I can't really think of one that I haven't seen that I... Or that I have seen that I didn't like. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a Brokaw. All righty, I'll give it a Bergeron, I guess. All right, uh, and then uh, regards to Spider-Man, more news about the web-slinger himself. Um, future of the Spider-Man in the MCU, Amy Pascal, in an interview this week, confirmed that they're planning on more movies beyond No Way Home with Tom Holland. Uh, her quote was, we're getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go to uh, onto the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. Uh, Marvel and Sony are going to keep going together as partners. So there's going to be three more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Are those going to be I, Spum? <laughs> the well, uh, Sony uh, universe? Well, so I, I there was this quote, and then Tom Holland said something. I, I think her saying onto the next three was just kind of saying there's a future. I don't think that they're necessarily like it's going to be another trilogy or anything. But it's just a weird way of phrasing it. I think I just uh, good that Tom Holland's gonna stick around. I guess Mm -hmm. he is like twenty five. He's like around my age. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, how long is? I mean, he still doesn't seem that old though. No. (laughs) It would be cool to have Tom Holland. I mean, I don't know how much Tom Holland's gonna want to do it, but it'd be cool if he like we get to see Spider Man age. Yeah, it would be. And like, and even even if he wants to like slow down on Spider Man and like do other stuff, he could just like show up every once in a while. Like, yeah, I don't know. He he seems to really like doing Spider Man. 
yeah, I, I'm just I'm excited to see him in the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe more, mm-hmm. and kind of I would love to see him take more of a leadership position yeah. as things progress. But um, we'll see. We'll see what direction they go with the issues of licensing, and they seem to have it figured out now. But who knows? Yep. Let's hope it keeps going. But uh, Brokaw for several more movies with Tom Holland because I think he's the best Spider-Man. He personally. is. Yep. Brokaw. Um, so I thought this one was funny. So, um, Nicolas Cage was cast as Dracula in a new Universal movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that is a, that's a good fit. Yeah. I don't, that's a Broca. I mean, that's just, you (laughs) toss it up there and the slam dunk alley-oop slam dunk combo right there so yeah broca enough said about that anything else you want to add holden <laughs> no i was i was just going to add so the movie is i i don't remember if we talked about it before but it's like the renfield movie uh it's releasing on netflix renfield i think is like dracula's helper or whatnot um it's releasing on netflix uh, it's apparently going to be like a comedy. It's written by Robert Kirkman, who is the original creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible, like the comics, um, and a former Rick and Morty writer. Uh, Nicholas Holt is cast as Renfield. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's why they cast Nicholas Cage as Dracula, because I don't think anyone would be able to take the movie seriously if it was like a, like a serious <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Other news this week, Holden. Uh, I'm giving it a broke. I don't remember if I said broke. You did, but I'll say broke. Otherwise, I'll get some texts from my friends who will say, hey, you didn't say broke. <laughs> you didn't You didn't rate this. <laughs> <laughs> Happens like every week. Anyway, um, Steven Spielberg, uh, during his press tour for West Side Story, uh, said that he is looking at directing his first Western. Um, says he has a few ideas in development, but they're in the very, very early stages. And it's not going to happen for a few movies because I, I had forgotten he was like filming that movie about him, like his childhood or whatever. Apparently that just finished filming and then he has a couple others on his plate. But we could be seeing a, a Western Steven Spielberg this in the coming years uh i mean in terms of new genres it seems like he did really well with his first musical so yeah um, really we get to see that next this coming week all right uh i would i mean i would like to see a steven spielberg western um yeah i don't know i uh i'll give it a brokaw sure why not yeah brokaw it, I mean, I we all poo-pooed West Side Story when they announced that, and uh, looks like we are we are silly to have done so to I'm doubt really the great Spielberg. S- I'm really excited to sit in the theater and you just be crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the apparently that was said because like he had previously said his only genre he had never done before was a musical and then he said he referenced that in the quote and he's like well i was wrong i also haven't done a western (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah. yeah uh so this one's exciting for us jimmy uh there is a third magic mike movie being made There's a, there's only two Magic Mike movies, yeah. Magic Mike and Magic Mike Double XL. Yeah, those are the only. Is this two. Triple XL? Nope. Uh, this one is called Magic Mike's Last Dance. 
Um, it's apparently bringing back the original director. Steve, I've forgotten Steven Soderbergh did the original movie, <laughs> but he's coming back for this one. He didn't do the second one, and it's going to be an HBO Max exclusive. Are they getting McConaughey back? Uh, I don't know, because he wasn't in the second movie. I mean, Channing Tatum's back. I, I don't know beyond that. Channing Tatum. But, Great um, actor who was featured in uh, Free Guy, an excellent <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Jimmy and I have seen... Well, I've seen both Magic Mike movies all the way through, but we <laughs> we watched the like second half of the first one in a hotel room in Minneapolis, and we watched part of the second... Like the start of the second one, because they were, they were playing back-to-back on TV. I did not... I. All that is suppressed memory. I do not remember anything. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that the first movie is just like yellow? Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about that movie. Terrible visual design. Um, yeah, uh, but... Bombadil. <laughs> I'll go Bergeron. The second movie is better. Not by much, though. It's better just because it doesn't look like it was peed on. My mom um, saw the second one. She's like, oh, well, the dancing wasn't as good, so I don't like it. I'm like, oh, yeah. You go for the dancing. Okay. All right. I got it. I, I go for the ya. cinema. I go to see Magic Mike for the cinematography. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my uh, final piece of news is that there's a new DC a- uh, animated film being made for HBO Max uh, based on metal, the Metal Men, which is a team of superheroes that I think are all based on a different metal. I don't really know much about this team. But the reason <laughs> Zinc! Z- I am aluminum <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's man. one that's tin, and he's just a little guy. <laughs> just a little I, guy. Is it a- aluminum man, or is it aluminum man? I don't know. I don't know if that's one of them. Um, but the reason I bring this up as a notable is because it's going to be directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, who apparently are a directing duo behind just tons of beloved Disney movies. I'm going to list these off. Uh, the Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, Moana, Princess and the Frog, and Treasure Planet. They're the directors on all of those movies. All very well-liked Disney movies, and now they're making this DC animated movie. About metals about metals. we'll see i'll say bergeron i probably will not watch it unless it is very good i i'm gonna give it a brokaw because i think that sound uh, mostly just because of the names behind it that's cool uh but that's it you holden the, you're always seeing the silver lining yeah i with am the metal <laughs> man am i right uh do you do you have any other news do i have any other news not that i can think of yeah, I don't think so. there was anything else on my end. I don't think there was anything gaming-wise. Was there? Oh, well, Sony might be making a Game Pass. Did you see that? Something. Yeah, yeah there's I like don't a, know. some like leaked reports that they're making some of like their version of Game Pass. I heard like so like PlayStation Plus is going to be tiered. Like there's going to be a tiers to oh, it. Great. And um I'm like I just renewed my subscription. So, what does that mean? <laughs> maybe you get Uh, grandfathered in for the rest of your subscription there you go but i don't know we'll see um yeah i i there probably is but i cannot think of anything so i say that is the end of toms this week end of toms all right look forward to our thomas the train review next week yep
On to the power of the dog. Okay, so the power of the dog, a uh, new Netflix film starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and uh, the guy who plays Nightcrawler in X Men Apocalypse. I can't rem- I can't remember what his name, that actor's name is. Um, is he the Is he the kid? Yeah, he's the kid. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is a movie that. I was not familiar with, but Jimmy like mentioned every single, I feel like every episode leading up to the, it's like, I don't know if you realize, but it was like every week you're like, oh yeah, this Power of the Dog movie is getting good reviews. Well, I was like, it's coming up, but yeah, I'm looking forward up. to it. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's like a Western movie. I actually thought this was going to be like a more traditional Western. I guess I didn't know anything about this movie going into it aside from the cast. And so I was a bit surprised about like what this movie actually was. Um, but it is a Western uh, drama. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, um, I all I knew was Benedict Cumberbatch was in it. He was supposed to be have a lot of Oscar buzz around him, and that he's a big meanie head. Yeah, that's Which, what I <laughs> that's what I had heard. <laughs> I guess uh, synopsis of this movie: um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons are brothers who own this ranch. Seems to be a pretty successful ranch, um, but they uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a big old meanie pants. He's not a very nice guy. He's really mean to Jesse Plemons and just people in general um and then jesse plemons falls in love with a a woman in town and end up getting married and yeah and then they come and live and that's at the ranch and that's kind of where most of the movie takes place is through that yeah what did you think about this movie holden um i thought it was very good (laughs) i also thought it was very good i don't i i don't i don't I wasn't like floored by it, but I also don't know if that's anything to the fault of the movie or if it's me just not connecting with it that much. Because I think that I think from a technical angle, is it is a nearly flawless movie. But I don't know, just something. I guess I don't know about the stories or the characters. Something about it just did not click with me. I will say that the first. 20 or so minutes of the movie I was like I don't think this one's gonna do it for me Mm -hmm. the same way but as the movie went on I liked it more and more and then after the movie ended it kept I kept liking it more and more as like just throughout the last 48 hours after watching it yeah and I think it's really good (laughs) like I think this is a really good movie and I think it's a movie that it's very much broken up into different i mean it's literally broken up into different chapters yeah yeah um but there's so many like little moments mm-hmm. in it that are just like a master class of storytelling and the character and there was always like i didn't i didn't know where it was going and that was kind of refreshing like it wasn't very predictable in a sense no, I was like, yeah you're right I never had a sense of what was going to happen or where this, like what the plot was going to be. And I was pleasantly surprised at how they handled certain characters and were able to switch your perception of people. Because you mm-hmm. certainly going in kind of having one per- or a certain perception 
of all the main characters in the movie. And that really swings throughout the film kind of to understand all the people involved to a greater depth. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really well done. And they did it in a way that wasn't very, it wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden now the movie's told from this person's perspective. It was very gradual. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't realize it was happening until it had already happened. And you're like, oh, wait a second now. You know what? <laughs> I thought this was a person was a jerk, but uh, this person's kind of a jerk. <laughs> and they, this person has maybe redeeming qualities. And I can see why they're under, like looked at this way. And I just thought the characters were very complicated in a way that was real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And unexpected. Because yeah. at first I thought, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is just a big meanie face. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot of shifting perceptions on these characters, and Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, I think he's my he's my favorite character. I I can I can see why there's Oscar buzz around him. He's I mean he is a big meanie head at the start, but I kind of <laughs> like his performance was so entertaining and like like intimidating i was like okay this guy it's it's very fun to watch and then of course as he grows as the movie goes along it's but it's like i so you you say like he's a big meanie face at the start and he grows and you might you might think you automatically know where it's going but his character arc isn't exactly what i thought it was gonna be it's just like I don't know when you hear like the concept of a film like oh there's a big meanie head who runs a ranch and then a family moves in and he 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 changes you think oh he's just gonna become a nice guy he's gonna learn how to love and everything but I don't know I'm not not sure I don't even know if he really changes I think his attitude to certain characters changes I don't think he really changes I the way I, the the really clever thing about this movie is that it characterizes uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character Phil Bassett. Is that their last name? Something, Something like, like that. that. It characterizes him using another character. Like you understand mm-hmm. his character through another character. Yeah. And it's really creative how they do that. And they do it so like like I said, like you don't even know what's happening until you realize, oh, it just happened already. And now I understand more about him from this other person. And I was not expecting that at all. Um, And (laughs) Uh, it's not like a thing is Burbank Burbank. okay. Um, It's not uh, and it's not like a there's not like twist in the movie. No, it's just like very clever shifts of how of just perspective um in terms of character the one critique i would have is i think uh kirsten dunn's character her she becomes very kind of one-dimensional in the latter half of the movie in my opinion and less interesting i i think she went from very interesting to not really interesting at all yeah she's yeah she just kind of be i mean i guess i won't say what i think of her because that might be just kind of a spoiler but yeah it is she is probably the weakest part in the latter half of the movie did but, you um, uh did you so jesse plemons is in this movie did you laugh every time you came on screen? no i didn't <laughs> i did not but i still really enjoy jesse plemons i mean i it went from like a bit of me liking jesse plemons to now i just really do like jesse plemons he's just a good actor <laughs> yeah i think he's great he and uh kirsten dunster are a couple in real life 
Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they're like the lead couple in the second season of Fargo. And I think that's where they met. And so th- it was actually kind of cool. It was like a Fargo reunion for me because they're, they're really good in that season. I just like how Jesse Plemons went from playing somebody who was supposed to be like 18 to somebody who's supposed to be like nearly 50 in the course of 10 years. <laughs> he is 33. Is that how old Todd is supposed to be, 18? I don't know. I always just, I, I don't know. How old is Todd supposed to be? Breaking <laughs> <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find it. Early 20s. Early 20s, okay. So yeah, regardless, <laughs> like it, within 10 years, he's gone from playing someone in his early 20s to someone who's like 50. <laughs> I mean, he, he he just has like the face of, he could be like any age. I think he's someone that with a little makeup, you could just make him realistically look any age. Which I don't know if that's a compliment or, or not, <laughs> but I guess it, it allows for more flexibility in his roles. Um. Yeah, uh, I do want to say, going back to Benedict Cumberbatch and and Phil Bassett, not Phil Bassett, Phil Burbank, the character, just such a presence. I mean, mm-hmm. you just feel his presence, and then the way and that goes along with the writing of the film, not just his acting, but the writing and the editing and the way it's shot. There are a couple scenes where you're just like, oh man, uh, a couple in particular, like you know, it just the way his the 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 cow hands or whatever you call them, just are so responsive responsive to his actions mm-hmm. and to his like commands um that presence is felt there and then just <laughs> some of the interactions he has with people um are yeah he just it's just very well done mm-hmm. um uh, and they they set him up as such a great villain but then they kind of allow you to see more of him mm. in ways that are very creative and i and i liked that yeah yes um the score for this movie is really good it is very good it it def it's one of those that it matches the tone matches the atmosphere doesn't overdo it yeah perfect complement to the film it's uh it's done by johnny greenwood who is a member of radiohead but he's done he, he's done like i think the scores for all of paul thomas anderson's movies since there will be blood um and i remember like the score for phantom thread was just so good i think he did spencer this year too actually so he's like he's now just this very accomplished film composer but yeah i've liked everything i've heard from him um, speaking of there will be blood, I just got those vibes from this. I did, like, different stories, definitely, mm-hmm. but like similar atmosphere. I would say, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, part of that is, I guess, just time, the setting. Yeah, yeah, setting, time period, all that. Is it? I can't remember when there will be blood is set. Like when that's supposed to be. It might be like very similar time. I think there will be blood would be earlier. Yeah, probably like eighteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds. Um. Okay, when <laughs> you got a vamp? Yeah, you got a vamp um, for me. What else to say about this movie? I mean, 18, it, it, 1898. Okay, um, so yeah, and late, this one is at least nineteen twenty two because that's when they discovered King Tut's tomb. And oh, wow, uh, Jimmy, <laughs> and that is mentioned. 
in the movie. So I'm just saying, I did yeah. appreciate when they talked about Tutankhamun and whether or not his curse is real. Well, also, uh, for those of you who aren't nerds, you can easily figure that out by uh, by putting two and two together when they say they've had the ranch for 20 years and then they also mention that they got it in 1902. <laughs> so, yeah. Holden, I dislike you at points. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, they threw a little... They threw me a bone, Holden. It, it didn't make me like the movie less when they talked about King Tut. That could only enhance my viewing experience. Okay. So was what they said accurate? It was very accurate. Yeah. Okay. It was good. good. I appreciated it. They're like, he was only 18 when he died. I'm like, yes, 18 or 19. We're not quite sure, but that is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Um, uh. Yeah. I, okay. So... I actually, so you said you weren't hooked in the first 20 minutes and I might have the opposite like reaction. Cause I don't know the, the first hour for me like flew by and that was actually like, I quite enjoyed the movie for the first hour. And then the last hour I was like, honestly kind of struggling to get through. I don't even think I was bored. I don't know what the reason was. It was just kind of, uh, when's this movie ending? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I was more entertained by the first half, and maybe that was just because that was when uh, Benedict Cam- Cumberbatch is the most angry, and um, I enjoy watching that. Yeah, um, I was like, I was watching this later at night, so I was starting to fall asleep actually, and then I was gonna turn it off and go to bed, but I kind of just snapped back out of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'll, I'll start watching it again, and then I just watched the rest of the movie straight through, so. I so I don't <laughs> I didn't I guess I didn't watch it completely continuously because <laughs> I did like there was a scene where I was like oh it was a very good scene too so it was not like the movie's fault I was just really tired um, so I don't I I would see why someone would feel the length like I don't think this is a movie for everybody and no that, since we are in non spoilers I should say this in non spoilers because we always do it in spoilers <laughs> but um if you do like there will be blood. I think you like this movie. If you do like great performances, like I know my dad is like, I always got to see the the great performances in movies. I'm always more interested in the best actor and actress category than the best picture. Um, then you're going to like Benedict Cumberbatch's performance in this movie and, and Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons and the the guy from X-Men yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think... I think it's more accessible than like some Oscar bait movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I would recommend it actually to most people, I think, but it just well, didn't really connect with me. Here's what, here's what you do though. You can watch it in chunks. The movie true. chunks itself. That's true. Out. That's so if true. You, it is divided into chapters. So if you get to the end of a chapter and you're like, ah, I'm not feeling it right now. Just, Each chapter is like 20 minutes too. Yeah, it's on that, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, so it's like you're not, you're not in the, you're not committed at the theater. You could stop, you can watch it again. And I, I honestly, some movies it's like you shouldn't do that with, but I think this movie you could because like each chapter has a beginning, middle, and end. It's it's like a book. You could pick it up, put it back on. You don't have to read all of it at once. You don't have to watch this whole movie in one sitting. So, it, I would I would honestly maybe even recommend that. Let it kind of 
ruminate a little bit. Well, yeah, I was I was just thinking, I mean, it, it's almost cliche for us to say at this point, because I think we've said it so often, but I would almost rather this be a mini series or something. I don't know. I feel like that would have been cool. It would have been cool as like a like five episode series or something. I don't know miniseries. I I don't think there was. I think you would have been dragging out too much. I don't think there was. I think my interest level would be lessened if it was a miniseries. Actually, okay. I think it works better in the two hour and two hour and eight minutes or whatever it is chunk than as a miniseries because I think they just had that right amount to work with. Sure. So yeah. Um, anything else you want to say non-spoiler wise before we get to our ratings? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's a very good movie that just didn't connect with me. That's, that's my final verdict. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I continue to like it more and more. I want to like go back and revisit and dissect certain scenes. Um, I definitely think, uh, it's worthy of the Oscar buzz that's getting. I would, I would imagine we'll see it nominated for at least best actor and best picture. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be especially down for a best actor nom. I mean, if if he won, that'd be cool. Yeah. So congratulations, Benedict Cumberbatch, on a good performance. And uh, let's give our ratings. Hold on, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Um, eight, I guess. Eight. I'm torn. I am between nine and nine point five, so I'm gonna go do the old nine point two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think this is a very good movie. I think this movie is going to age very well. Um, yeah. And I think it's one that people are gonna like rewatch later and be like, "Oh, that is a really good movie." Um, mm-hmm. At least different scenes. Like, I could just ima- I am just imagining the youtube video essays <laughs> just dissecting some scenes from this movie that we will get into here in spoilers right now so if yep. you have not seen power of the dog like holden and i said it's on netflix you have netflix come on if you don't again holden is cool holden wears cool hats is holden's password yep. holden at gmail.com is his email <laughs> all right watch it on netflix and then come back revisit this episode time codes in the description jump to spoilers jump over it now listen to what are you doing and uh enjoy this chat we're having all right you ready holden yep let's dive into spoilers sorry i had to get up and open the basement door to let my cat down there I closed it because yeah. the washing machine isn't even going today, but the wind, I, we have like a side door going down into the basement and it like the wind was just howling through that <laughs> earlier when I started the <laughs> podcast. It's not too bad right now, but yeah, I went on a walk before this and uh, very windy. My hood, I couldn't keep my hood on. It was, I was felt like I was going to blow away. Oh, dang. Should have wore a hat cool hat I, like I wear well, well I didn't want to mess up the hair Holden oh my gosh who are you trying to impress <laughs> the uh, the listeners Holden oh, you yeah, have to have good hair for the podcast <laughs> what, what do you they think can tell. put Holden put two and two together use your brain okay <laughs> it's up there for a reason is your head screwed on there is it take a Phillips or a uh, 
ever or the <laughs> flathead, <laughs> <A> flathead. <laughs> or the the other one <laughs> Um, God. you know what I hate? You know what really grinds my gears? You what? know that family guy when the like if you're working on a computer, sometimes sometimes we, uh, we there's need to get other, on track. <laughs> there there are other types of screwdrivers. Why are there more than two? Why is there not just one type of screwdriver? Come on, don't know. Couldn't uh, tell you. Stupid. That's what I say. Uh, okay. Anyway, spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, spoilers for Power of the Dog. Um, I don't feel bad about getting right into the big spoilers since we had that tangent. So that was plenty of time for you to click off of this uh, this podcast. Um, you probably have already. Yeah, you probably have already. Uh, probably, yeah. But if um, not, stay around, enjoy the hair, and uh, we'll dive yeah, into Power of the Dog good. spoilers. Um, so, end of the movie. Benedict Cumberbatch dies golly gee he dies but not only does he die but it it appears that the 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 kid whose name character's name i can't remember i can't remember the actor or character's name (laughs) just refer to him as the kid uh the kid uh seemingly knew what he was doing by giving benedict cumberbatch the diseased leather or the diseased hide so I thought that was a cool ending, honestly. Um, I thought we were talking about how unpredictable the movie is. I felt like the only predictable thing for me was I knew something was going to happen with the diseased cow. Like they, there, yeah. was a, there was a line early on where they're like, oh, don't don't touch that that corpse as anthrax. I'm like, OK, well, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what you what do you think of the ending, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I, I'm a, like, it's interesting. I'm not sure exactly what to make of it because okay, his name's Peter. Peter. First, they don't Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Uh, they don't get along at first, but then they do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Blake was like he jumped up on the table and I was really worried he was gonna walk across my keyboard and screw something up but I don't think he did okay we're good um the, so they they I'm I'm still trying to figure it out and I need to look up you know what kind of an ending explained thing which I should have done before the podcast but mm-hmm. I did not because I was watching football uh so um so you, they obviously they do not get along at all at the beginning yeah then they start to form a bond yeah and they see maybe even possibly romantic bond um call me by your name with cowboys and which i still haven't seen that with army hammer who he's a cannibal (laughs) i don't think that's real (laughs) i think that was like I don't think he's a good I think he's done other bad things but I think that cannibal thing was a hoax <laughs> I like I like to think he's a cannibal for whatever reason uh anyway <laughs> a lot of tangents um so yeah I mean it's interesting because you really start to see Peter as the younger version of Phil um yeah, which right. is, am I am I the only person who saw that? 
or am I crazy here? No, I think that I think that's the intent. I, I think it was good that they didn't just outright make that comparison uh, because, I mean, we learn a little bit about like uh, Bronco. What's his name? I can't remember what his name. Is. Like Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry. I mean, we learn like little things about him, but we never fully understand the relationship between Phil and Bronco Henry. Um, just kind of little little snippets here and there, but we can imply that, or we can infer. Sorry, implication and, and <laughs> it's different. But we can infer that it is a, uh, a very similar thing, which I like. It's it doesn't it doesn't explain it to you. It's just yeah. it takes your brain, as we're saying this episode. Yeah, I. It's interesting because I'm like it changes how you perceive. Peter because I'm like was he just faking this bond the whole time was it just a way of getting revenge against this guy who was basically destroyed his mother's life no I don't think it I don't think it was entirely because like I don't think it was later until into the until later into the movie when uh he kind of realized how bad his mom like how bad his mom was at the moment um and so it's right around the halfway point that they kind of start bonding or whatever so i think at first it's like very genuine and then peter sees what's happening with his mom and yeah decides to utilize that bond i guess so i think at first it was at least something genuine i yeah i it's yeah i i just want to i want to see what other people are thinking i'm kind of is where i'm at it's it it makes it's like i kind of want to watch it again you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying it it makes me like okay i want to see where they're you know because clearly at the beginning they do not get along um and he does not like phil at all Mm -hmm. i don't blame him no (laughs) phil's 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 a bit of a jerk yeah a bit of a jerk very much a jerk that whole uh that scene at the at the restaurant was really good that might have been one of my favorite scenes actually i uh, i loved the the piano like when he's playing the banjo along with the piano yeah that's very good too just destroys her confidence yeah that whole dinner scene was like you could just feel her anxiety mm-hmm. it was just so well executed yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was a scene it with really really good build up, and it didn't like chicken out of showing how awkward it was and everything. And then of course Phil comes in at the end and makes everything worse. Uh-huh. Yeah, good scene, and that literally just destroyed her life. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just when she and then you like you even see her drink at the end of that scene, and you're like, oh well, she says she doesn't drink, like she hates alcohol. And that was kind of that was kind of the point where after that she started becoming less interesting yeah. like I, like sure i get she becomes an alcoholic that's a, fine but like i don't know that's just kind of all she became and just kind of became very angry and mean and alcoholic and it kind of it seemed out of like some of her anger seemed a little out of character like i know like a lot of bad things have been happening to her but up until that point she had never really shown that side so i don't know i don't know yeah her character just kind of fell off in the second half yeah i 
I was, what was I going to say now? I want to talk, like, so Peter's character, you have the rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. And at first he's like, oh, all cuddly and soft with the rabbit. And <laughs> is it Thomas and Mackenzie in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise like, Thomas and Mackenzie. I like, they don't, <laughs> I like, they do not, they don't make a big deal about her at all. And like the first time you see her is just like in the background. I'm like, wait. Is that Thomas and Mackenzie? And then she's like a little more prominent in some other scenes. She's like, I'm going to go give a carrot to the rabbit. (laughs) Um, And then Peter has killed the rabbit, which is maybe even foreshadowing of like, oh, I'm going to start forming this relationship with Phil. And oh, I think that's the right moment. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I'm going to get a cut him. I just I didn't I didn't see the whole like revenge thing coming no Um, i didn't either because i i mean like peter's a smart kid but i also like i it would have been within his character to just accidentally give phil the disease like he doesn't understand like but then again i guess he is like training to be in medicine so maybe he he would have understood i guess i guess maybe that's the point of him being a doctor is like you're not you're unsure whether giving that was on purpose or not until the end scene where you're pretty confident that it was on purpose yeah um yeah i uh i'm trying to think of other specific scenes that i want to talk about or i we haven't really talked about jesse plemons character he seems like the moral compass of the movie a little bit at the beginning yeah, in my opinion, like he's the foil of of Phil uh, Burbank, and he seems like oh he's the nice guy. He is kind of has empathy for um, Susan. Is Susan the Kirsten Dunst's character? Yeah, um, feels you know empathy for her, and is there for her, and then <laughs> kind of. Once the dinner party happens, he kind of he's the one who kind of turns into a jerk, and he's just absent, and he doesn't. I don't know. I just hit my perception of him changed considerably throughout the movie too. Of like, well, yeah, the, yeah. just another example of these characters not going where you expect. Because at the at the start, I'm like, okay, he's kind of the he's the timid brother. He he handles a lot of the books and stuff, and but he's he is a partner but he's he's kind of belittled by his his brother um and so i figured like part of the movie was going to be him standing up for himself but it's not really like i don't know i mean he does a little bit but it's not kind of in the way you would expect um oh and her name's rose i looked it up rose susan was completely wrong thank you holden (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean I like Jesse yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed he wasn't in a good chunk of it because yeah there he kind of disappears yeah I probably like the entire third quarter he's basically not in it so I wish he was there oh well Um, I'm looking at this interview right now with the guy who plays Peter and they ask him like when do you think he decides to murder phil and his interpretation is when he sees him burn the flowers at the restaurant oh so Um, from the very start which is interesting that's he says it's ambiguous but 
this is his interpretation of it. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, just scrolling through this skimming. I hate to disagree with the actor, but I disagree. <laughs> um, saying he's kind of imp- he wasn't initially planning on doing it with the anthrax, but he kind of improvised when he saw the opportunity, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so he that begs the question then. So did he just he grabbed the hide? I don't know to just like for research purposes initially yeah i'm that's what i believe okay i guess that would make sense yeah it says so he says cutting the anthrax out of the cow much like killing the rabbit in his room is partly fulfilling his ambition toward becoming a doctor mm-hmm. okay um interesting um then so they this is an la times article and they're now they're asking him about that intimate scene with Phil. Cause it's like, it's like, are they going to kill? Like it was like, you felt the yeah, there was some romantic tension, tension. Um, and here it says you felt bad for Phil. I'm right there with you. Phil's walls, the walls that have solidified for so long are gone and his mask is removed. We learned the truth about his love for Bronco Henry. And yes, he may have been groomed, but I think, uh, what he had with Bronco Henry was genuine. He was in love. And he had to hide that from the world. Whereas Peter, Phil envies Peter because he can be completely, or he can completely be himself. It's interesting how they swap roles. Peter becomes the darker, crueler figure, and Phil the more innocent child with a great deal of trauma. When Peter's holding the contaminated rope with the gloves on, I believe he's thinking about Phil, and it hurts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the the another question here is: Do you think Peter ever considered scrapping his plan and sparing Phil? No, it was the same thing with the rabbit he killed so he could dissect it. He's going to do what he has to do. And even though for Peter, this might possibly hit, this might possibly be his first interaction with intimacy or love for another person, he's willing to sacrifice that for his mother. So interesting. Nice. Um, what else? I liked the scene. Um, I like the scene where, where like, Peter immediately notices the dog shadow on the hills. That was cool. I, I Yeah. I, I mean, not only was that a good character moment, but just the way the way it was shot was cool. It took me a m- moment to notice what they were talking about. <laughs> I didn't see it immediately. Well, as soon as he said the dog shadow, I did see it. Like, he's like, there's a shadow of a dog right there. I'm like, oh, there is. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to say one more about from this interview. They say, who do you think Peter is in 10 years? He's like, a lot of us have that question. Norman Bates, possibly in Psycho. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's a it's an interesting... Like I said, you never really know where it's going. You have that kind of turn at the end mm-hmm. where you know that it's intentional. So, again, it's, I think it's just like re-watching it, really getting to these characters' heads and this kind of dynamic between those two characters, I think it's going to be fascinating for years to come. And I'm telling you, Holden, the video essays are coming. They're coming. <laughs> oh, Maybe I know. five to ten years down the line when people are like, people, hey, remember that movie, Power of the Dog? It's people actually subscribed really to good. are going to make it and then I'm not going to watch it because I'm just going to roll my eyes when it says The Power of the Dog, an essay. More like the power of editing, am I right? Yeah. The power of the dog of the planet of the apes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else we want to talk about 
Holden with the power of the dog. No. No. I think I think I've said everything. Solid All movie. Right. Sounds good. All right, uh on to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, uh, this week um, watched some things. I finished that Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Very good, very good. It was really cool to. I mean, I think the best part is the ending when it plays the entire rooftop concert. Um, it's like forty-two minutes long or something. But that was just cool because it would like it was playing. It, you'd see them on the roof, and then there was a ton of them going out, like the crew going out in the streets and talking to the onlookers. And like, <laughs> I I I know that some like in history you hear about like at least in America like old people when the Beatles were coming, they thought like the Beatles were like terrible and like morally bad for like America's youth or whatever. But the old people in like in Britain were just like, Oh yeah, I, I like their music. <laughs> those, those Beatles, they're good, good folks. One of the guys, uh, my favorite quote was uh, guys or the interviewer asks this old guys like, Oh, so you're okay with the Beatles. So would you let one of your, let your daughter marry him? And he's like, well, yeah, cause he's, they got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, but yeah, just awesome, awesome documentary. I think it is, it is a very important piece of film and music history. I am, I'm floored by it. I liked it more than um, the other, uh, they shall not grow old, but I also like music history more than I like war history. So makes sense. Part of it. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, what else have I been watching? Should have been looking at this while I, uh, was talking about that. Um, oh, I watched the Diary of a Wimpy Kid on Disney Plus. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, which is only, like, 55 minutes long. It's a the movie. movie? Yeah, it's a movie, but it's the original less than an one? hour long. The original nope. one or the new thing? The new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only like 55 minutes, which was really weird. Um, Yeah, it wasn't very good, though. It's like the animation is so weird. It's like trying to go for like the Peanuts movie, but the Peanuts movie is like more consistent in its art style. Like it's it's made with 3D. That movie is made with 3D animation, but it's still kind of presented in a 2D plane. And this movie is just like very inconsistent with how it presents itself. And it's kind of kind of disturbing sometimes doesn't i work. just i just realized that i still have not seen that new spongebob movie i haven't either <laughs> no <laughs> i was talking planning about on it watching for so it. long just it's on paramount I just, plus i know i just totally <laughs> forgot about it <laughs> well gee maybe i should watch it now oh really gee to. maybe i should oh gee maybe i should watch it can you tell <laughs> we're from the midwest day eh? oh gee um yeah. Uh, oh, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. How was that? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I the way you said that, I thought maybe you said you knew you heard it wasn't good or something. No, I just don't really want to watch it. <laughs> no, it's it's very good. I I didn't realize it was like based on an like actually based on a musical. I thought it was just made for the movie, but apparently it's. So I mean, it's the story of Rent, right? It's the story of Rent, but 
I mean, only kind of. It's about the guy who made Rent, but before he made Rent, he made this other musical called Tick, Tick, Boom that was basically about his life up until that point. So while it, the movie has hints of Rent in it, it's it never really gets to that point because the musical never really got to that point. But the music is really good. I was surprised. Andrew Garfield didn't know he could sing and dance. He's so good. Can't wait heck? to see see him sing and dance in Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome, though. And, uh, yep, Lin-Manuel Miranda did show up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Piragua. Piragua. <laughs> he was like the, I think he was like the owner of a diner or something. I was going to say, he can't. I still cannot believe he's not in Encanto. Yeah, I he can't must either. be. He's hidden somewhere. He's like Alan Tudyk, who voiced the toucan, but he voiced another. He voiced one of the other animals. He voiced, he voiced the a taper, t- the tiger, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also I rewatched Punch Drunk Love. Very good. Um. Oh, is and I a, is that a what, PTA movie? Yeah, that's a PTA movie. Okay. Paul Thomas Anderson one of Adam Sandler's only good movies um hey hey Billy Madison and Nappy Gilmore are pretty good okay I said I didn't say it's his only good movie (laughs) I still don't like uncut gems good movie I don't like it though okay that's fine I need Uh, to take an Advil from the headache I got from that I finished, uh, I watched the final Wes Anderson movie I hadn't seen before. I watched, it's called Bottle Rocket. It was his very first movie. Um, and it's it's pretty funny. It is the least Wes Anderson movie, at least in terms of style. But Owen, Wil- it's like, it's funny because it was like Owen Wilson's first big movie too. And he is just, he is so funny in it the whole the whole concept of the movie is that owen wilson is this guy who like wants to live dangerously and wants to be like like an accomplished thief and criminal but just no one takes him seriously Hmm. (laughs) and like he tries to pull off these heists he's planning this big heist at a bookstore like of all places sounds good yeah it is pretty good i liked it quite a bit Um, i thought it was owen wilson shooting off a bottle rack and going Wow, a bottle rocket. Okay, it bothers me because there's they shoot off fireworks in this movie at multiple points, but I do not think they ever shoot off a bottle rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just that bothered me. My one critique. My one critique. Yeah, uh, good movie though. Um and in terms of games, I've just been playing more I, I'm like most of the way through Final Fantasy 7 on hard mode which has been difficult but very rewarding I feel like I'm very good at the game now because <laughs> the whole the whole thing is it doesn't let you use items in hard mode which oh, I no. relied on a lot in normal mode but yeah very good been playing a lot of that been playing some more Pokemon occasionally Pokemon Pokemon um, but I think that's it Jimmy what about you what have you been doing I don't think I watched anything. I've been listening to more radio rental. I started listening to Ronstadt, which is a like a mini series story podcast done by the Retin Link, if you know them. Yeah, Good um, Mythical Morning. Mm-hmm. And I had played a little bit more of God of War too because I'm trying to trying to beat that before I have to play <laughs> another month of. 
uh, PlayStation Now, which might be inevitable at this point. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all I've been doing, Holden. I would still say Radio Rental. If you're driving anywhere for the holidays, <laughs> listen to that sucker. It's very good. Is it's is like Blake... The... Oh, no, you're just laughing at me saying Radio... You know this Power well, of the I... Dog movie is coming up. It's got some good reviews. <laughs> No, I was uh, I was laughing at you and also Blake because Blake is over here and he's like stretching on top of this coffee machine that's on the table and he's being very cute, even though he has been really loud today. So he's going to appear on this podcast a lot. I just haven't mentioned him every time he's been meowing. Meowing. But. The one movie I really want to see that is coming out or has come out, but... Yeah, it has come out, but it's not here, is the movie Flea, uh, which I heard is extremely good. Flea. Um, It's a documentary. It's an animated documentary, and people think it might win Best Picture. Okay. Um, So it, it might be breaking ground for the documentary in terms of a documentary being nominated for Best Picture. Um, um, in terms, I, I actually haven't, I heard another documentary was really good, which this is, it's kind of funny for us, but apparently the HBO, uh, Kenny G documentary is really good. <laughs> like no joke. Apparently it's, it's very good. <laughs> I think it's called listening, listening to Ken or listening to Kenny G or listening with Kenny G. I can't remember. But apparently it is very good. So I might might have to watch it. <laughs> and that's when I realized I was addicted to meth. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what would... <laughs> oh, in the I don't, Kenny G documentary. Apparently just, he's like a really funny guy. Apparently like the interviews in the documentary are very entertaining because he's just a funny guy. But Yeah. Um... Yeah, we should have a little watch party with some of our with some of our band friends for the Kenny G. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our our uh, jazz band instructor in college it was a uh, he was a saxophone player and Kenny very, G without hair. Kenny G without <laughs> hair. It was a very common joke to bring up Kenny because like he really liked Kenny G, but also didn't. It was like a weird relationship he had with Kenny G. <laughs> sometimes um, he'd make fun of him. Sometimes he'd like buy tickets to see him the night they go up online (laughs) i was so in the power of the dog so this guy's brian hannigan uh they had like uh bronco henry and there's like a thing that's like bh on it i'm like oh yeah i thought that too brian hannigan also the 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 dead father at the very beginning of the movie so not spoilers is doctor and it's dr garden dr gordon so i instantly (laughs) thought of saw i was like dr gordon (laughs) Um, so that's where he, that's where he was. So apparently Saw took place in 1920. Um, any who Holden, take us home. Yeah. So, um, next week we got West Side Story, um, which Jimmy is really, I mean, I'm excited for it too, but I like, I like teasing Jimmy about his love for the trailer. So, um, that wait, that's next week. Yeah. I thought it was tonight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then we'll also do uh the two episodes of Hawkeye we haven't done. So, um very excited to to talk about all that. Spider we we got Spider-Man in a couple weeks. Got tickets. Spider-Man. Are we going to Are we going to do Nightmare Alley that week too or 
we'll see. I guess it depends on on like time and everything, but maybe time, time, space. I, I'm gonna see it at some point, but we'll see if we get around to it that week. All right. So Holden, adios, pantalones. Love you.